With former President Donald Trump now officially in the 2024 presidential race, the American electorate will once again be targeted by the disinformation spewers of big media, pouncing upon everything that Trump says or posts on social media. We'll look at the latest kerfuffle, compare that to the actions of his opposition, and postulate what the Founding Fathers would have done in this episode of Analysis Behind the News. Please be sure to take the suggested actions, and then please like, subscribe, and share this information on your social media platforms. After his acquisition of Twitter, Elon Musk has begun proving to the conservative world what they initially suspected, that the Democratic National Committee was colluding with big tech entities like Twitter to suppress posts that would reflect poorly on Democrats, especially then-presidential candidate Joe Biden. As The New American reported, the revelations aren't all that shocking, although they do elaborate on how Twitter's leftists suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story. Like the deep state and leftist mainstream media, they feared it would derail Biden's campaign. At the time, then-CEO Jack Dorsey apologized for suppressing the story. Problem was, Twitter's pro-Biden activists labeled a true story as disinformation, even as they permitted fake news to rocket across the platform. Over the weekend, Fox News reported online, an FBI agent testified to Republican attorneys general this week that the FBI held weekly meetings with big tech companies in Silicon Valley ahead of the 2020 presidential election to discuss disinformation on social media and ask about efforts to censor that information. It comes as no surprise that the federal government's intelligence agency would be asking big tech to carry out its disinformation campaigns. It has a long history of conducting illegal activities and experiments on Americans, as well as infiltrating the media. Look up MKUltra, Tuskegee Study, and Operation Mockingbird, just to name a few. Historically, elections have always been open to fraud and cheating. Lieutenant Colonel Kurt Hyde, who proudly serves on the National Council of the John Birch Society, is a retired systems analyst and election expert and historian. He has given presentations using election materials and machines from the course of history to show how election fraud has evolved throughout the years. In 2019, he wrote in an online article for the Texas Scorecard, So many of our electoral processes are conducted behind closed doors rather than in public where they belong, excluding the public from observing all aspects of the election except for the marking of the secret ballots, is a major contributing cause that gives fraudsters the opportunity to commit electoral fraud with a reasonable chance of not getting caught. Lieutenant Colonel Hyde came up with a majority of our Restore Election Integrity Action Project that we introduced shortly after the presidential election of 2020. Once Elon Musk began bearing Twitter's open secrets over the weekend, President Trump vented some of his frustration on Truth Social, posting, So, with the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception in working closely with big tech companies, the DNC, and the Democrat Party, do you throw the presidential elections of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner? Or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. Of course, many in the media and political arena denounced the last sentence of the post, and Elon Musk responded to it by posting, the Constitution is greater than any president, end of story. Now, President Trump issued two more posts to clarify. 
The fake news is actually trying to convince the American people that I said I wanted to terminate the Constitution. This is simply more disinformation and lies, just like Russia, 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 and all their other hoaxes and scams. What I said was that when there is massive and widespread fraud and deception, as has been irrefutably proven in the 2020 presidential election, steps must be immediately taken to right the wrong. Only fools would disagree with that and accept stolen elections, mega. Followed by, simply put, if an election is irrefutably fraudulent, it should go to the rightful winner or, at a minimum, be redone. Where open and blatant fraud is involved, there should be no time limit for change. So, before anyone jumps onto the bandwagon of calling out Trump on his post, it's important to clarify it. Read that first post in its entirety, but instead of thinking that he's advocating for terminating the Constitution, read it as though he is describing what has already happened. According to his clarifying post, he is saying that the Constitution was terminated and a massive fraud took place. Now, maybe I'm off on this, but would Trump actually ask the American people to terminate the Constitution? If he really thought this way, then wouldn't January 6th have had a much different outcome, perhaps with even the military getting involved? It seems far-fetched, and his later statements clarify it. However, for those in the media, Congress, and state legislatures who are so quick to condemn due to their own misunderstanding, many of these are people whose record doesn't match their criticisms. They continue to allow the federal government to operate outside of its constitutional limitations. Media makes no stink about this, and many in Congress continue to support it by voting for laws and spending outside of these limitations. And state legislatures continue to accept, on an average, a third of the revenues from the federal government. Many of those criticizing Trump are not standing on the constitutional foundation of limited government. In regards to whether or not elections get do-overs, recall that on the morning of January 6, 2021. Congress had its chance to act. In fact, we produced an episode of this show the day before and told you that there were anywhere between 50 and 140 House Republicans that were ready to dispute the certificates of the electoral votes from various states alleging election irregularities, including voter fraud and failure to follow state election laws. But what happened? Most of them folded like a house of cards when Congress reconvened later that evening. They betrayed your trust. Plus, the states who introduced extraordinary ballot access measures, many of them illegal, to compensate for COVID hurdles of which those states had implemented themselves, they saw a flood of voter fraud. Those that took this seriously prior to the 2022 midterms worked on rolling these back and helped to fortify their elections for the midterms. Recall also that the founding fathers had implemented term limits in the Articles of Confederation, yet they did not place them into the Constitution. Instead, they implemented frequent elections to ensure the electorate could keep their elected officials accountable. The office of the president today is not what the founders intended. From how the person is chosen to the scope of the office. There's a lot to criticize about it, yet the founders placed the majority of the responsibility of elections to the states, but with Congress still having the power to adjust the regulations. Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1 of the Constitution reads, The times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. 
But the Congress may at any time, by law, make or alter such regulations, except as to the places of choosing senators. Alexander Hamilton explained the reasoning for this in Federalist No. 59. He wrote, Nothing can be more evident than that an exclusive power of regulating elections for the national government in the hands of the state legislatures would leave the existence of the Union entirely at their mercy. They could at any moment annihilate it by neglecting to provide for the choice of persons to administer its affairs. He continued a few paragraphs later, Suppose an article had been introduced into the Constitution, empowering the United States to regulate the elections for the particular states. Would any man have hesitated to condemn it, both as an unwarrantable transposition of power and as a premeditated engine for the destruction of the state governments? An impartial view of the matter cannot fail to result in a conviction that each, as far as possible, ought to depend on itself for its own preservation. This is why both have a shared constitutional responsibility, a check and balance, if you will. But Congress is currently trying to take over all election responsibilities with various dangerous federal election bills that would wrest control away from the states. Now keep in mind that by doing so, elections can become much more unaccountable to local and state regulators. Remember that the responsibility of appointing U.S. Senators was wrested away from the states and is now a direct election of the electorate. In so doing, the consequences of federal mismanaged fiscal policy that used to reside in the states to rectify is no longer. State legislatures used to hold federal spending in check by getting rid of those senators who are fiscally irresponsible. States had to make up the spending difference through taxation, which was not something that was popular among constituents. However, the 17th Amendment upended this responsibility and took away a check in that balance, and now it's a main reason why we are north of $30 trillion in debt. The moral of the story is that America is much better off following the original concept of limited government under the Constitution that protects our God-given rights and is not more powerful than the states. It's time states reclaim their rightful powers and balance the scales as the founders intended to help ensure the Constitution does not get terminated. To learn how to do so, we recommend reading our free download, The Founders' Brilliant Solution to Big Government, Article 6. Then join many others in your area in the John Birch Society to rightfully restore American freedom and independence. Links are in the video description. Please be sure to take the suggested actions and like, subscribe, and share this information on your social media platforms. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, stay informed, stay active, and get involved.